Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 47. Meet Rhonda Nagard, her story becoming a business owner, leaving corporate to build a business, and more. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, give us a thumbs up or a like, and share if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Today, our special guest is Rhonda Nagard. <laughs> Rhonda uh, is, this actually completes a trifecta on Twitter of three people. Um, Bridget uh, introduced me to you and then Alexandra. Um, I've had both of them on already, so you're the third uh, episode, um, three in a row from Twitter. So, so that's fun. Last but not like least. A, actually, yeah, last <laughs> but not least. Um, it's uh, it's actually the, the first uh, the first ever guest from Twitter, so this is great. Hopefully it's the start of something awesome. Um, but so you, uh, Rhonda, actually, uh, you're into marketing. You're into branding. You have an agency or you're a freelancer, consultant. What do you call yourself? Yeah, I don't do call do? myself an agency anymore because I don't like uh, project managing other people. It's just something I learned mm-hmm. about myself when I was actually doing it. I did try that for a couple of years and I just don't like it. Uh, so I do make referrals, which is kind of the same. Okay. It's just the payment structure is different. And then the client has direct contact with the resource I send them to. Uh, but I call myself a business owner. And uh, generally refer to myself as a branding and web designer, but I do all kinds of things in between and outside of those things. Um, yeah. Let me just put it this way. I get bored <laughs> sometimes doing the same kind of project. And so switching up right. from web to print uh, is a nice variety and it challenges me because I'm also very forgetful. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, doing a new type of project uh, just refreshes my memory and also just kind of infuses that enthusiasm that I might have uh, lost from just boredom of working on the same type of project over and over and over again. Yeah, like this, I think the theme here is just knowing yourself and uh, what you, some people can do like the same thing day in and day out and they're perfectly happy whether that's coding or designing and just doing the same thing all the time. Uh, but I think if you sound a lot like me, like I love, well, we lead with things like I lead with web design I lead with web development. Um, but yeah, we tend to do some other things in between there too. That's, you know, the marketing's there for that, the branding's around that, but that doesn't mean I'm not for some reason in somebody's Google analytics account, helping them with something right. like I am this week. <laughs> Um, <laughs> other random things. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's cool. You were going to say? Uh, no, that's totally right. I, um, I also like to say I'm not intimidated by much when it comes to building a website, hmm. but I also know my limits to how far I will let myself go with a new challenge. So uh, when it right, comes to Google right. Analytics, for example, I don't want anything to do with it. And I'll tell you exactly why. I don't know if you remember in the mid uh, to late 2000s, uh, Google came out with their Google Appliance. And um, it was, I guess, the precursor to their Google Analytics. And it was um, a pain to be polite. <laughs> and uh, I was employed at the time. My boss and I uh, had to collaborate to figure it out and you know, dig around in it together. And I said, once it was set mm-hmm. up, Let's not touch it ever again. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. So, um, I'm, yeah, it's it's. Go ahead. I'm sure that Google Analytics is easier. I've gotten in it a few times, but uh, yeah, I am just traumatized from the Google appliance. I'm like, <laughs> I just don't need to go there. <laughs> now, there's a lot of complexity with it. Yeah, I mean, it's even. It's like a lot of tools. It's like a lot of services where you just got to know what to, it's more important to know what to ignore. Yeah. Um, because it can get really overwhelming and what, you know, know what your goal is with the tool and figure that out. But yeah, I've, I've certainly spent the reason why 
I say yes to these things is because I, I have a background in pay-per-click advertising and oh. play marketing and SEO. And um, that's how I started. In fact, I got, you got me a little curious back in the two thousands. So like what kind of what's, what were you doing back then? Is that kind of what led you to where you are today? Like what are your, or, what's your origin story? Oh. Why are you, how did you become a business person, an entrepreneur doing what you're doing today? It's a winding path of just wandering Pretty much how, uh, you know, how I daydream. <laughs> Any of my friends going back, you know, more than 10 years will say, oh, yeah, she's a daydreamer. <laughs> like, wake up. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of how my career started. I, to yeah. be quite honest, it actually started um, back in high school. We had to take a class that was called computer math. Did you have to take anything like that? And it was. No. It was really just programming. It wasn't math, but we called it computer math and it was on an Apple IIe and uh, we were learning basic and um, it just kind of was easy for me. And uh, I didn't think much about it. I didn't know what the practical uses of it were. We did our assignments and, um, and I was always one of the first ones done. So I'd go help friends and stuff. And yeah, that was the end of it or so I thought. And then um, I was in college, and at the time, I was on track to uh, do, like, architectural engineering or something, and they required um, some kind of computer course besides AutoCAD. And I went in, and they were teaching us HTML. This is the mid-90s, you know, like 95, I think, 96 maybe. And um, I was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> this is pattern. These are patterns. And, and I recognize these from, from basic. This is, you know, I still, to this day, remember that the question mark oh. means print and basic, but I started seeing some similarities with HTML. I thought, Oh, this is very interesting. And so I thought, okay, beyond my, my homework, you know, I could see other, you know, like, Oh, what's the purpose of a website? Well, it made total sense. So people can get to know me. Well, at the time I didn't have the business. I was in school, but I was like, oh, people can see what I like. I can share my interests. I had like a, a book list. Most of them were books I was <laughs> that were just on my shelf collecting dust, but some of them I had read, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was yeah. fun and exciting. And then, oh, tables. That was interesting. We didn't have to worry about things being responsive back then. Um, <laughs> and so that was kind of how I got into it. I just kept playing even after that class was over. I was like, look at all these things I can design and build and I didn't know that designing was a thing at the time and I can just give people this series of numbers and letters and they can go look at it no matter where they are that was so cool so that was kind of my uh my start and then I took my first job out of college oddly enough because I didn't think there was a job from the small town that I was in and where my college was I didn't think there was a job for doing anything web related. So I went into like uh, speech writing and PR. So I interned for a little site called City Search. Uh, It wasn't all that little back then. And I I think it's not that little now, but it's not as big as it used to be. Um, So I was the speech writer for their uh, communications person and um, continued playing on the web while I was doing that. And then a job opportunity came along that was marketing because, hey, speechwriter means she can write, right? And, oh, she dabbles in web stuff. We kind of need that. But, oh, by the way, there's some print design that we need done and you have an eye. Uh, Do you know these programs? And when they asked me, did I know those programs? I was aware of what Adobe PageMaker was. I had the uh, file, I had seen files, that was the extent of it. Yes, I know Adobe PageMaker. <laughs> and then sat down <laughs> with a friend to teach me <laughs> Adobe PageMaker. And um, and I had already learned uh, Photoshop just, you know, by coincidence, making graphics and stuff for my, my website. So, yeah, yeah. sure. There's, that's actually, there's actually a really important lesson there, right? <laughs> right? I mean, it's like when you're – and this has happened to me over the years, too. It's like – you're presented with an opportunity and you know a little bit about that opportunity, but you're like, yeah, I can do that. And then it's going to school and schooling yourself or getting help or finding a tutorial and just diving into it. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, you want that job or you want that project right. or whatever. And now there's whatever, so, it's so much easier to find something to get you that help. I happen to know a friend who taught this at a high school. So mm-hmm. that was an advantage for me. But um, and it's not fake it till you make it, because if I didn't know what those programs were and what they were capable of, right. I wouldn't have even said yes. This was. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know of these programs. And now I because I said, yes, I have committed myself to at least learning the basics so I can do this job properly. And uh, right. You have to understand the scope of what they're yep, asking. And that yep. yeah, because I hate that. Understand yourself enough. <laughs> I hate the fake it till you make it thing. I hate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was yeah, committing. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. It's, you know, yeah, there's some people don't like that. Some people like that idea. Yeah. And, um, and but I had, there's nuances to it. Right. But, and I had heard it. Yeah. My mentor at City Search had told me, hey, you got to fake it till you make it. I was like, I don't really understand why you would do that. <laughs> I'm naive and from a small yeah. town. Um, but now I see it a lot and I, and I get why people do it, but, um, I think there's a mindset that is around that. Like if you're faking it till you're making it, you're not enough and you're not being authentic and real. But if you reframe that and say, I, I made a commitment that I am learning something and just always be learning, always be closing, always be learning. Right. Well, that's that's key, though. I mean, I think, you know, there's certainly you could say I'm faking it right now because I don't know this, you know, this new thing I'm doing. But ultimately, like I, same with what you're doing, what I do there. I'm always I'm always diving into things I don't like I'm seeing for the first time or 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 maybe I've seen it. And I've, like like we we're talking with Alexandra about headless CMS. I've actually found myself in those environments and I kind of had to learn on the fly, but I wasn't really faking it. I know web development. I just, in this particular scenario, I, you know, so I was willing to learn and that's, I think anyone that hires a web developer can expect, well, they're not going to know everything. Nobody knows everything. Okay. I love that Um, you said that because I didn't know that they didn't know that we didn't know everything. I, I think somebody. I I don't know if there's if, if there there's probably people out there that think that a web developer has gone through some coursework and now they're 100 percent on everything. <laughs> nope. But I can. There's no surprises. I can tell you this is why it's uh, you know I get so uh, passionate about people like I always say network with your peers. And I'm like, what? I was like, network with other developers, other designers, whatever it is, is your thing that you do, network with your peers. And that is why, because I have on my phone, Brad Delaney and Jocelyn Mozak, and I will send a boxer or text message all the time. Like, okay, these people are asking me to do this. Um, do you think they, that other people expect me to know that? <laughs> And, and Jocelyn, just, <laughs> just yesterday, in fact, was like, um, I wouldn't even know what to do with that. No, ask him for clarifications. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, it's, inter- it's important to have that network. Yes, um, yeah. I, even my, even like my, my, for me, having my team, like there's things that, obviously there's a lot of depth to what we do sometimes and there's surprises and, and I, it's good to have people that are smarter than you around you or that have done things that you haven't done to be able to bounce things off of. Yeah. That's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And I would for sure say that Jocelyn and Brad are smarter than me, but they don't have to be, they just have different experiences. And like you said, well, right. uh, They've done work in, you know, this column of things. Well, I've done work in this columns of column of things, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's, they are smarter than me, well, but all of they us don't have, have to be. All of us have some kind of, yeah, all of us have some kind of genius. Like, right. We're really good at what we do in our in our lane, but, and, and they have, but that's what bothers me about, you know, so-called experts that they're very good. They're a really excellent engineer. They're super well-known and popular, and then they go off and talk about something that, and we just expect them to be an expert in that too, and 
to everything. Like they're they're not. That's just their opinion in those areas because they don't really have the expertise. Yeah, they're really they're a genius. They're a guru here, but every guru has their thing. Like I, I know people that uh, that know a lot more than I do in certain areas, and uh, we're good friends. We we collaborate. We but I don't know everything that they do, and um, but but they come to me for expertise in just what I'm doing. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're not gonna. It's about specializing, knowing your thing, knowing your lane, and then working with others that have their own lane. And like you said, bouncing ideas off of or having questions uh, for someone that that's what making good friends is mm-hmm. all about. Yes, asking questions you know, they, shows that you're interested yeah. and you've been paying attention. You know, the other thing yeah. that I learned, um, wish I'd learned it before I was forty, but you know. You can't, you can't change it. Um, was that just because somebody is speaking in front of the room and yes, they often want to present themselves as, as an expert and maybe they are in a little bit of what they're talking about, but often, um, they're just the people who said, yes, they're not afraid to get up in front of the group and share what they've learned or know and may not be claiming to be an expert at all. Like, uh, one of the first times they spoke at a word camp. Um, was like, I don't know what to tell people about. And I know lots of stuff, but the only thing that was on my mind was what I was going through at the time, which was streamlining all of my process because it was just all all over the place. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to speak about streamlining, you know, and and I was also looking at ways to do it without adding expenses because my business was still a baby, still growing. Um, so how could I, um, streamline everything without having automation processes that maybe I have to pay for? But the funny thing is, is I gave that, uh, presentation and it just so happens right after my presentation was Jocelyn Mozak and she was teaching about automation. So it was like, here's how you get set up by streamlining. And then she's like, okay, once you're done with that, here's how you can make it go without you having to do anything. So that is one of her areas of of genius, even though she probably wouldn't acknowledge Mm -hmm. that one. But yeah, it's it's just a matter of having the confidence to say, yes, I'm going to speak in front of these people because even though I'm not an expert, I know that there's somebody out there who is in the same position I'm in or just a little bit behind me who needs this to bring themselves, you know, forward. Exactly. You never know who's listening and who's going to learn from that. And and this is another way for you to be authentic is just to speak from things that you're actually doing and experiencing. Right. That's what this whole podcast is about, right? It's people I'm talking to are in the trenches doing their thing, doing their work and, working through challenges and problems and, and overcoming those things and finding successes. And that's, and, but that could be from like, for me, like when I'm talking, if I'm going to write an article on my blog or something, it's usually something that just happened or it's a, you know, I'm talking about something that I particularly have an experience with or had an interesting thing happen that I want to share that I think people can learn from. I, I think a lot of people, you know, learning from things that other people are doing and experiencing, but you never know who you're talking to. Right. And not everyone in the room is going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't even understand what you're talking about because I haven't seen that or whatever. But there's that one person that maybe is working through that problem or mm-hmm. or whatever, for whatever reason it speaks to them. But, yeah, yeah well, it's interesting. And people who are listening to your podcast, because I did binge on a few, um, I've noticed we have a lot of things in common. A lot of us started out as employees in some corporate environment. Mm. And then some catalyst called that pushed us out of that, or we pulled ourselves out of that and then started a business. And there's, um, there's a weird, I don't know how to say this. Um, there's a weird thing that happens with your confidence when you make that transition one you are naively overconfident in your abilities and knowledge without realizing it because 
I thought, hey, I've worked for these, you know, Fortune 500 companies, uh, you know, or associations or whatever. And yeah, I, I know all the big stuff. Okay, well, as a business owner, I can't afford, you know, all the different widgets that, you know, these companies had. I've got to figure out, one, how to do it myself, and two, when I can't afford it, or so, is there something else like out there like that? So then you get that smack in the face, right, that, oh, my gosh, I don't know everything, and my paycheck is not a guarantee. It is completely based <laughs> on what I do, and that, yeah. that is both um, comforting and terrifying <laughs> Time. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that can hit you hard. I mean, it's there's there's a lot more to running your own business than because you don't have that structure around you. you right. Supports you just there's a lot of things you don't see that are supporting you. You don't realize, and now you have to do it all yourself. Right. Plus, actually, actually interesting to bring that up though. Like, um, so let's get back to that. I think we kind of went off course for a little I bit. Um, <laughs> Sideline, uh, but so your journey. So you were. Um, so you're doing the work you were talking about doing working for a company or whatever. How did you how did you find your way to starting your own business? And you know what was what was the catalyst that said I need to try to do something different right. or well, leave the corporate environment? I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I am blessed with that. You know, my dad, even okay. while he was a full time highway patrol, uh, you know, DPS in the state of Texas. Um, he had his own business sometimes too. And uh, sometimes my mom would help him with it or she, you know, would help help him in her downtime when she wasn't working as a nurse. Um, so, you know, blue collar, collar family, but also entrepreneurs. And then my grandpa had a, he was a mechanic. So he had a shop and he wasn't going to work for anybody. <laughs> and, you know, my grandmother <laughs> uh, started a grocery store. My uncle started the uh, a smokehouse, the word escaped me for a moment, and uh, mm -hmm. got really successful. So anybody out there, um, if you've ever driven through Texas between Houston and Dallas, you've probably seen or stopped at Woody's Smokehouse, and that's owned by my uncle on one side and my cousin on the other side. Um, really um. good beef jerky. <laughs> um, so it was in my blood. And I had always freelanced, even before, while I was still in school, I was doing some freelance work. Um, and that changed from print to web back and forth throughout the years. And uh, then I married my husband and had to move from Austin to San Antonio because he was military. And I was still employed at the time. And they said, hey, we want to keep you. You're great. Just come in like every other week. Okay. Well, then we had to move to the D.C. area. And they're like, oh, it's working out so great. I don't see why we can't continue. Okay, wonderful. Well, then um, there were a few years after that, there was a change of leadership. And as you can imagine, what always happens is they want to restructure the company um, in a way that works for them and what, what they envision, right? Well, there were a few of us who were uh, uh, casualties of that, I guess. And uh, it was both a blessing and a curse that it happened literally 10 days before we were set to move from Washington, D.C. to Washington State. So I didn't have to worry about work while we were moving, but also I didn't have a paycheck coming in anymore, you know. Um, right. And yeah. then we were only supposed to be in Washington State for a year. I was like, OK, well, I could look for a job. But then what do, how do I handle this? I'm going to leave in a year. And so that first year, it was just a lot of <sighs> trying to figure out like, okay, I can't do anything here. Where, what can I do at the next place? And so then I was like, well, I'm going to freelance and, and reach out to all my contacts that I had uh, on LinkedIn. And I did. And I got some work that way. And then um, about a year later, we found out, hey, you guys get to stay here another three years. So then I was like, well, I wasted a whole year not going out and networking with the locals. So then I was like, okay, I've got to just hit the pavement. And it was um, 
nod, like physically nauseating when you don't know a soul in the state. You have to go out and introduce yourself, tell them what you do. And hey, you know, in the back of your mind, I'm not going to be here in three years. (laughs) Right. And I didn't know how to network. It had been years since I'd done any kind of networking. That was all in the early 2000s, you know, when I was first uh, starting my career. Oh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I made some major screw-ups. You have to learn, right? But I made some really good friends, too. And, um, yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. I know it was a longer story probably than necessary. but <laughs> No, it's good. I want people Um, to know it was stressful. (laughs) You know, we were moving (laughs) and it was, thankfully I had been freelancing my whole career and at the last job, you know, for left, but I had been there. I was just three months shy of my 10 year mark. So it was probably time to have moved on anyway. But um, when I was first hired there, they told me we expect and want you to freelance. I was like, what? I've never heard that from an employer before. They said, no, because Mm. we're afraid you'll get bored here otherwise. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I I did occasionally (laughs) take jobs and and thank goodness for that because those people who had given me freelance projects before were the first people to give me more work when I needed it. And I'm grateful to those people. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, You know, I've mostly worked for myself the last 20, 25 years, 20 plus years. Wow. Good for um, you. <laughs> mostly. So, yes. I mean, so like in the ni- or late nineties, I was an insurance agent and I actually uh, was partners in an insurance agency. We kind of, uh, he brought me on as a partner for some reason. Um, and I'm in my late twenties. I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> uh, but I did that for a few years. But then in the early two thousands, I, was kind of went through this journey of trying different things and different businesses from my own little agency, insurance agency. I did uh, Matt's painting and repair. I was like doing little construction and modeling stuff for a couple of years. Then I discovered the internet. Um, and, and then I, uh, in like 2012, went freelancing, uh, decided to kind of do a career shift into after doing pay-per-click advertising, affiliate marketing and my own products and stuff for a number of years, whole story. But, but then I did work for somebody for, uh, from like 2000, well, 2014, I started contracting with them for like a year. And then they hired me in 2015, worked for them for uh, like three years after that, uh, as their web developer. And it was more, it wasn't, it wasn't traditional corporate. It was, but there was a lot of corporate people in there and they were, and they were trying to, scale the company and do things in a more corporate way. And, but it, it's the reason I say, I tell you about that is because there was a point where now I had been in business for myself and making my own decisions and doing all this stuff for years. And I got the job because I knew one of the founders and we had a good relationship. He's like, you're going to just be doing the same things. You're just doing it for us. Like you're still building products. You're still doing all this stuff, which was true. Uh, but at the same time, like I got really hooked in and was, I was all in on these products that we were building. It was, it ended up being Hexeter, which was uh, something I acquired later on, but in Hexeter, so we were, we were uh, building WordPress themes. So we built like 90 plus themes in my years there and uh, designed them in house and all this stuff. I built a team to do that. I was really invested in this, but in 2000, I don't even know what year it was now, 19 or something, end of that. Um, it was three years ago, whenever that was. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was end of 2008. Yeah, they all blend together. Uh, they decided to, yeah, <laughs> they decided to get out of the WordPress business. Oh. And they decided this project, they didn't want to do this project anymore. And obviously I was there to do WordPress and web <laughs> development. So I had to let go of my team. I had to eventually leave. And but that was a scenario where it's like when you're talking about, you know, uh, you haven't been let go and you kind of, it wasn't your choice. You just, it just happened. You're just, you know, they rule your life basically. Um, and, and now, and now what you're starting over from scratch, you have to figure things out again. Um, 
And for me, it was like, am I going to go work for somebody else now? Because it was so sudden. Um, am I going to be just a freelancer? Am I going to start an agency? And we know how that ended up. But um, but it's it's a, it's kind of not it wasn't scary scary, but it was it was it tripped me up for sure. Um, but now working for myself again, it's 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 an amazing place to be. Like, and and this is and, and I started simple. I didn't overthink it in the beginning. And maybe you can speak to this too a little bit, how you kind of made that transition. But um, I just started out as just basically, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to just do some work. I'm going to get some projects. I'm going to freelance. I'm going to see where it takes me. I got a domain, you know, I name of my business. I slowly did that. I built a little website for myself. Slowly did that. I didn't know where it was going 100%, but I knew I liked to build custom WordPress themes. So that's where we'll start. And uh, see where that'll take me. I got some projects, and um, and I, I work. I know people, other freelancers and stuff, and we would work. I would hire them uh, con contract to help me with different projects. And but it was just kind of this slow burn. It was this kind of okay. I this is my situation. Let's accept it. Okay. I and and my time there wasn't bad. It was, I learned a ton there. I mean, I came out the other end. A much much better developer, and I built teams, and I done. I just learned so much from it, and that which was really important. That's another. I'm talking too much now too, uh, <laughs> but that's another important lesson from that. Wherever you are, if you're in working for somebody else, which is, I actually think it's a good thing sometimes um, to work for others to learn processes and how things work and how to run them. Some of the parts of the business. Um, how to focus on your craft for a while instead of the business. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, I always told myself during those years, I knew that this may not last forever. They may decide to do something else. And as long as I was learning, and I was growing as a developer, as a designer, whatever, um, I was good. I was, you know, wherever it takes me, it takes me. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, sorry. I, no, <laughs> but maybe you can speak your, to that a little Your story bit. is similar to mine. I started off simple. The funny thing is, is I knew web development, but um, I didn't, I knew with the tools that we, that I had had at my previous employers, right? So I was like, well, I don't know about hosting, you know, that was always already taken care of. I don't know about, you know, mm -hmm. installing whatever. And I was like, there's this WordPress stuff. I don't understand. And um so eventually I was like, okay, I'm just going to start with what I know for sure, like the back of my hand and it hasn't changed in decades and that's print. So I went with print design mm -hmm. and branding and um, I still was getting, you know, do you design websites? No, I don't. And then I realized, well, I'm, I'm pretty good at this branding stuff. Maybe that should be where my focus is. But then I looked at the website that I had modestly built using WordPress for the first time. And that was when I didn't know the secret that all you other WordPress people probably already knew at the time, which is your frustration. And I tell my clients this now too. Your frustration with WordPress is not with WordPress. It is the theme and other tools that you've chosen. And that's what makes you a pro <laughs> because I had chosen some really bad products and wasn't able to customize them the way I wanted. So I was like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. going to pay someone to make my website look as good as the products that I'm selling, you know, my, my design yeah. skills. Um, but I couldn't switch my brain to even like sketch up anything. I, you're, it is hard to make that switch, which is why now I enjoy it because I can do it a little more quickly, but it, that but that switch um, does something to me and it excites me, scares me a little bit maybe too. <laughs> um, and so he <laughs> built a, a site that was, that I wasn't embarrassed about. I was like, okay, because even though the work that I had on there was good, as you know, <laughs> if the way it's displayed looks like you're just handing it to uh, to somebody on the trash can lid, the value's gonna go down, <laughs> right? The perceived value. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and the wonderful thing about hiring a pro, and by the way, until 2022, next year, that 
the amount I paid that developer is more than what I have charged so far for any one website I've worked on for anybody. So that's how much one I knew I didn't know and how much I valued having a good website. And, um, and he provided that for me. And because he used really great tools, I was able to learn them. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute. I, I figured these out. I could do this for other people. So then I slowly started practicing more and then fell in love with it. And then Beaver Builder came out and Beaver Seamer. And I'm like, well, it was out before that. But, you know, in my head, it had never been around. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, holy moly, I can design everything just like I want it in uh, Illustrator. And then once that design is approved, Bing, 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 bing. I'm done in Beaver Builder. So it's, oh, it's changed my life. Elementary could do yeah, well, too, but I, I didn't go that way. But, you know, you can do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. So there's a number of things to speak to there. So, well, just number one, we have WordPress. Um, you can't judge WordPress by other websites so much or the themes or whatever um, that are available out there. I mean, WordPress is really just a framework. And you now I specialize, I like to specialize in custom themes where I don't even use a page builder. I like to build them all myself from scratch. But um, but I work with a, lot of web, with a lot of websites and clients that use those tools. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's um, it, there, anything's possible. And I, I, when I talk to somebody about, you know, building a custom theme or designing a custom theme and the, They'll kind of, I've been asked, you know, what are the limitations of that? Or I get that sense that, you know, um, up front, or I'll just lead with that. Like, you know, there's no limits here. You can do anything with WordPress. You can design it however you want. And we'll figure out how to translate that uh, to a website. But um, but there's great tools out there that, too, can help you a lot. But one of the other things you were talking about is how you're learning. <laughs> so you launch out on your own. You're you figure out, okay, I'm going to focus on the things I know. But then as you're going, the way I've learned a lot of what I do, even Google Analytics and, and stuff like that, is because I've done it myself. Mm -hmm. I've worked on worked on my own websites. I write my own. I, I've learned copywriting because I used to write all my own sales pages and stuff years ago. Um, I know I did it by doing it, by learning, um, by seeing the results of what I do. Um, actually making sales um, and and the same with a website you know it's like I, I need to solve a problem on my website how am I doing that like right now we're working on um, I, unlike the builders.fm it's actually uh, it started as one of my hexer themes and then uh, customized it but it's unique in that the builders has its own post type. It's like its own uh, kind of post. Um, and then we're actually creating a, I've always wanted to create like another post type. Uh, somebody listening to this, like what's the post type? Uh, another kind of admin section, kind of like posts and pages, but it's own dedicated area um, and for guests. So do guest search and all this stuff. Um, and how I'm going to lay that out, how I'm going to, uh, how I can take a bio, like I'm going to ask from you, like a headshot and a little bio that we can use one, we can create it one time and use it everywhere on the site. Mm -hmm. um, so we figured out how to do that with a block. And so you can drag it in anywhere in the website, but it's all that one post type and that one post. Um, but the reason I say that is because I'm figuring that out for myself. Mm -hmm. And now down the road, there's going to be other clients that are going to need something. They're like, you know what? I think I can, I know how to do that because I've worked through that problem already, you know? So that's, you know, you learn by doing. Yeah. And sometimes that starts with doing things for yourself. Yeah. And I, sure. const I constantly am learning, uh, you know, not just by calling Jocelyn and Brad um, <laughs> for needs, but, you know, I'm part of the Interactive Design Foundation. Um, I take all the classes I can on, on their site. Uh, I've taken copywriting classes from uh, 
or downloads from like Todd Jones. I don't know if you know him, but uh, he's got some great stuff out there for the copywriting frameworks. And Marie Forleo's got this, uh, what is it called? The Copy Cure. And I've taken so many classes. Um, I haven't finished all of them. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's like with the user experience. I had taught one quarter at the Art Institute here in San Antonio. um, And I taught graphic symbolism and advanced layout. I loved it. And then stupid COVID came along and they let all the (laughs) adjunct people, I was adjunct, let all of us go. I was like, fine, I get it because you want to support your full-time instructors. And um, so I was like, well, that stinks. Well, then I get a contact from someone, uh, a recruiter, and says, hey, uh, Trilogy Education is looking for someone to teach their user experience boot camp. I was like, okay. And so I listened to her. And she said, um, these are the steps you need to do to continue through the process if you want to move forward, besides the interview I was having, is I had to take an exam. I had to do a teach back, which I wasn't concerned about that. Um, and then I had to do something else, which I've forgotten. But I was really nervous about the exam. Well, I listened to all these uh, things on you know LinkedIn Learning, which used to be lynda.com. And... Uh, found some other resources too. And the Interactive Design Foundation was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is all stuff I already knew. They're just giving it different terminology. I know all of this. I mean, including the yeah. research because I went to grad school. I know all about research mm. and the different types of research. And, you know, so like, that's no big deal. So I passed the exam <laughs> with flying colors. So then they're like, well, you got to do it. Teach back was like, uh, there's so much in user experience. I'm like, I don't know. And then then they ended a week later, they said, teach on this content. I was like, oh, that makes it easy. Specific. Yeah. He's right yeah. through it. So, uh, and I got the position, but I ended up asking for this substitute <laughs> position because I didn't like the hours. Mm. So, um, Okay. But yeah, it's just about continuing continuing to learn. And had I not been willing yeah. to step in and find out what the user experience was, I wouldn't have known that one, I already knew it, but two, that I could do it, you know, yeah. and I would have missed yeah. out on an opportunity. Uh, it's so powerful. Like you have to, um, for example, when I took that, when I did take that in my corporate job, it was with Rapid Crush. Um, I went into it. I knew there was a lot more I had to learn, but I was, I knew that I was willing to put in that time and willing to do all that. I think uh, even though you're going to take a job, it's, it's going to, you're not going to, like we've said previously, um, you don't know everything and you're going to have to learn things. Sometimes, sometimes that's, I think it's more important to know how to learn and yeah. that you have to learn and to be motivated to learn. Um, even when you're diving into a new project or a job, I'm going to, we're actually already almost at four oh. minutes. I mean, time's just flying. Um, so this is this has been a great conversation. One of the things that I want wanted to make sure we hit on, though, and, and it kind of ties into everything we've already talked about, right? Is um, you know making that leap to working for yourself, uh, getting started. Like it, that's um, you know, for me. I feel like it's been a little bit more natural. I've just I've I kind of have my father's kind of got that being in business spirit. Like he's similar to um, your family where he had a job, but then he retired and he started his own business. Mm -hmm. Um, And and he was in tech, but, but for others, it might be a little more difficult. You're in a job or whatever, you know, what do you, what advice do you have for somebody that's thinking about that leap? That like maybe they're not happy with where they are, or maybe they have an idea they want to go out on their own and start a business, and and whether that's in marketing, whether that's building websites, whether that's something completely different that we're talking about, um, but they want to, they know they can go out and do consulting or something, but they're afraid to make that leap. They're afraid to get started, or they don't have the confidence. Maybe they're not sure. Maybe they're a little introverted and they don't know. I'm going to have to go out and talk to people. Um, <laughs> uh, 
What what do you what advice do you have? For well, um, there were some things that I didn't. I wouldn't say that it did wrong, but that it just didn't do. But one of the things that I did right was continue to freelance. So that I still had some connections out there. So not everybody's going to have that opportunity depending on their business. Like when you were in insurance, could you freelance as another agent for somebody else? No. <laughs> you know, they regulate that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? So, um, yeah. but for other people who can, if you can freelance, um, so that your name starts getting out there a little more and more while you're still employed, let your full-time employment mm. fund your dream. So the thing that I wish I had done was, te- was treat that freelance money as if it were my only income. So it would be thirsty and hungry until <laughs> I got the next project, right? Um, and so that mm. I could learn how to invoice people and get all these business processes in place because I would say uh, invoicing for me was like the hardest one to figure out, which isn't really that hard, but I didn't know anybody to ask either, you know? Mm. So um, yeah, I would say start running your business while you're employed because that's funding your dream. You'll still have, you'll still run into all kinds of roadblocks and stuff. But the nice thing is is you will have uh, created that runway already. So it'll be light years ahead if you hadn't started doing that and of your peers who are doing that at the same time. But also just start networking while you're in business, while you're employed. Don't network for your business yet, but start making those connections because those people might need what your employer offers. But then once you leave, they might also need whatever it is that you're going to offer. Um, and you don't want to screw right. over your employer. You want to be respectful, but uh, continue to network. So, yes, freelance, which kind of goes hand in hand with networking. And then treat it like it's a business from that point on. Like learn how to don't just collect the money and say, oh, that's extra money to go spend on the holidays or on my birthday or whatever. No, this is money yeah. that you're investing in your business and you've got to put all these you know, processes in place. Again, invoicing for me was the biggest. And um, yeah, th- that's how that's how I should have started. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a difference because, I mean, you could go, uh, you could have a job and go out and I need to make some extra money, like you said, for Christmas or for, you know, so I can go bowling on Friday night or something or um, have some extra money to spend on beer or something. But, uh, but yeah, but if you're really serious about, okay, maybe I want, to segue into like some other, you know, my own business or whatever, treating it like a business, uh, even though it's instead of a hobby or something, mm-hmm. um, is, is really a great, uh, great idea. I, 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 again, I, I've, heard, I've known people that have done the same thing where they've, they've done stuff on, on, they had a corporate job or something and, and they built a business on the side until they had enough, they were making enough where they could, make that leap a little easier. It's less stressful um, because you've proven it to yourself that you can do it and you already got some momentum. Um, yeah. And I, even, even when I was, when I was doing my first insurance agency back in the late nineties, I had a partner um, and at some point uh, there was a situation and I decided I'm going to, I need to, I want to make some money on the side. You know, I needed to supplement my money. And I started Matt's painting repair. And I kind of, I think I initially did it because I wanted some extra money, but then I quickly started figuring out how to run it as kind of a little side business and then figuring out how to do the invoicing and get the business, advertise and do all that stuff. And, and what ended up happening, like only a few months later, I realized this is better. And I was, I started actually, I, I, found a good way to post that and made some really good money. And, um, and it was predictable, mm-hmm. uh, which was also important. And I, I ended up leaving that partnership, that agency to go do my own thing. And, um, it's, it's, that's a really good way to, you, it's easy to say like, just quit your job and, and just go do it and, and you'll figure it out. But, um, you don't want to, and it depends on where you are in your life. Um, you know, if you're younger, maybe you can take more risk. 
<laughs> you don't have as many responsibilities. Yeah, and it's always easier um, said but, than done. I mean, if you can create a runway while well, uh, you still have steady income coming in, why wouldn't you? Why would you put yourself yeah. through that um, feast or famine right at the beginning? Because you could uh, destroy your confidence and your enthusiasm, which then would affect your ability to bring in the work that you need. Yeah. You, either need you either need that or you need some kind of nest egg to... Yeah, to, uh, there's that. It will support your effort. <laughs> so great. Um, anything else you want to talk, you know, somebody starting out or um, they, that want to make that leap? Anything else? That we Let's do this about? again because there's way too much Everything? more to talk about. <laughs> I know. I know. We. I feel like we, I, I feel like the first 40, 45 minutes we were like talked about all kinds of great stuff. And then I'm like, I still wanted to talk about this. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, as I say to almost every guest, I hope to have you back again. Thank you. Um, I, I, I feel like we just scratched, scratched the surface. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Just all yeah. of you out there listening, well, I, wanting to start your own business, just know that you're not alone. And this podcast is a good way to start. And start making connections with the people yeah. that you're hearing on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, that's kind of like um, we were talking about, uh, I think it was um, – was it Bridget? We we're talking about how like, bartending for some reason and how like um, this is kind of like the bar and like you come to the bar and everyone networks and gets to know each other. And that's just this comfortable atmosphere. And that's what I, hopefully this podcast is like social media. Um, so everyone gets to know each other. We all become family, you know, Hey Norm, <laughs> uh, when he walks in the door. Uh, anyway. Okay. Well, yes, we'll have you back again. Thank you very much for, uh, for being on and a great conversation. Hopefully it'll it'll inspire or help somebody that's listening. Until we meet again. Thank you, Matt. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, Unified Web Design. That's my agency. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top. Fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.